Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. In much less detail, the podcast where we cut through the noise and give you your NFL breakdown in much less detail. Here are your hosts, Jay and Dre. This is In Much Less Detail, the podcast. We are live. Well, I am live. Late. On a Wednesday night, 10.30 p.m., March 14th, 2018. I'm Jay. I'm back. Last show, missed the first show I've ever missed. Uh, had some medical things going on, and Dre and movie expert Dave did some expert work in breaking down the Oscars. Still waiting for Dre to be along here. Texted me earlier tonight, said he was going to be late for our March Badness preview show, and he was not joking. Um, one of the latest starts I think we've ever had for this show, and Dre is still not here. Uh, no word from him yet as to where he is, so I'm expecting him to be along here any minute. I have worked out my bracket. I am all set to go. Upsets, winners, national champion, all Doomed to fail probably by the end of the first slate of games tomorrow afternoon. That's the beauty of picking the bracket. Everyone can do it. You don't actually need to know anything. There's so many different ways that you can do it. There are people who can pick it based on the favorite mascot or the who's got prettier colors. Or you can sit around and try to break down everything that there is to break down and still be a miserable failure and i believe dre has made it to the show speaking of miserable failures what's up everybody hey you were you said you were gonna be late and you weren't joking i was very late would you believe i'm still working on my brackets and but that's not why i couldn't i, would I couldn't believe. get in because i yeah you would no i i clicked a little thing to to come in through the uh, through the headset and it gave me uh, a message. Uh, you can use a phone if you can't connect. Is what the message says. And oh, so basically it was saying you better get your phone out. Right. It was saying fuck you. I'm not going to connect through the computer like I'm supposed to. So it's the same thing that Dave went through on the last show. So there's something going on with oh. that link. Okay. I so you're talking about the the email link, the 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 high fidelity. Yeah connection to the show quote unquote that's right yeah well it's good to be back great to have you back what i miss yeah uh you missed me uh filibustering till you could get onto the show <laughs> I'm talking about well, the fact of all, all all the all the all the different ways and and means and methods that people try to come up with these previews and these picks and their brackets and 
that we didn't we, we we've joked in the past about you know how you, you know that guy who's got like 10 different brackets so that he can claim that one of them was the best uh i just do one and 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 only for the purposes of this show i'm in no office pools i'm not doing any gambling but i'm i i don't think i would also either be that guy i'd probably have one bracket if i was in like five different pools i'd probably have the same bracket in each one too confusing to have uh opposing brackets so i don't think you want to end up in a position where you, you have like a ton of different brackets out there and you have a team result that could hurt one of your other it just it's no it, it's almost like when you're in too many fantasy leagues and you have one team that like goes out and invariably always screws the other so i, I did my bracket tonight uh broke it down as minimally as i could uh because as we all know it'll it'll all be blown up halfway through the through the day tomorrow no i totally agree uh of course we talked about it on every march bad this show that we've had uh the, the sheet of integrity, as Mike and Mike yes. many years ago uh, coined it, that's the only way to go. If you're running around saying that you had this team to beat that team, and then on another bracket you had another team beat that team, that, well, you really didn't have anything, did you? You just had whatever. You, you didn't know what you had. You just had – you tried to cover all your bases. It's just a CYA situation, and we don't play that shit here. We got one bracket, each of us, and this is the way we're going to go, and if it's – a really crappy bracket, and so be it. But yeah, it's certainly not worth trying to figure out which 13 seed you had beating the four and which 14 seed you had beating the three. If you if that's what you got, that's what you got. But if you want to try to play those games and juggle it around, that, that's just bullshit. That's not. There's no integrity in that at all. So I'm. So I don't think either one of us have, either one of us have ever really been about that. So I've got my bracket. It's gonna suck. Um, I mean, although, I mean, the, the, the funny story, I guess, from the March badness always stands out to me is the year that you were perfect after the first day oh. and lost and still lost and lost, hey, I, <laughs> but you, you did beat me. You have, I believe you have come out ahead, uh, the last couple of years here. So you, you've, you've parlayed some of that, that football success into a couple of years of, uh, of March badness success, but. Once again, as is with all things, I think we fairly, because it's a crapshoot, I wouldn't be shocked if we're pretty well split. I mean, because I've gone on some runs of years where I've beaten you, and there's no rhyme or reason to any of it. No, I like to hold myself up and pretend like I know exactly what I'm doing when I do win, and then you come and beat me three years in a row, and I have no answer for that. So, <laughs> Right. I, I remember uh, one of my – one of my brackets getting busted. Oh, this is probably what, two, three years ago. Um, in the first round, one of my big upsets lost because the other team goaltended and it didn't get called. Uh, end of a game. I, remember you, you rem I, I, I vaguely remember the game. I couldn't tell you who it was or what the situation was, but it had a huge impact on my bracket. And basically my team got eliminated because the other team cheated and got away with it. No, it was a big screw job. I forget the teams myself as well. Yeah. But it was it, it let off Sports Center. It was you know, if Scott Mantell yeah. was doing his radio show, he, he probably called it a bad beat or something like that. Yeah, I would certainly remember that. But yeah, we all have those. They they happen every year and uh it, the funniest part about that year where I had the uh the, the perfect first day is Yeah. I, I couldn't have possibly been in my glory any any more uh 
my head was as big as it could possibly get. I had, uh, you know, Dove, of course, is a sponsor of the big dance. They were uh, tweeting me and, and pointing me out as their picker of the day or something like that because of how perfect I was. And, and I was just waking up the next day as high as I could be thinking, yeah, I'm going to keep it going. It's gonna be. And the very first game of the day was one of those now patented Duke first round, first day exits. And I had Duke uh, in that particular <laughs> year. And that just blew everything to shit right then and there. Right. That was one of my top teams. I may have had them coming out of that region that year. And the very first game the next day on Friday, Duke just completely takes a shit all over me. So it wasn't even that your Friday was screwed. It was the first pick on Friday went to shit. Very first game. That's that, but that's but that's the fun of this. You know, we can we could pretend to know, or you know, we could have. I, I every year I sort of have had a theme. You know, some years I've been looking like, oh, I'm a little bit more defense, and I, I think I've got my sort of theme again this year when it was coming down to a deciding factor when I was looking at the stats or looking at who's strong on what. I don't get too deep into this. I don't watch a ton of college basketball. I mean, I'm, I'm I watch a little bit. Not a, not a good year to have your home team be the Wisconsin Badgers. Um, yeah, they were kind of awful year this year. No, they were hurt and bad. <laughs> so, not not a good combo. Um, but you know, we have a we have a pretty solid. Uh, way of doing this that we've stuck to which is we'll just break it down region by region and i believe in the first couple of rounds we just look for the the stunning upsets or anything that might jump off the page uh, to us as far as what we've got so uh, you are you are the champion i guess that would give you the honors sir that's right we stole it from the uh, tony kornheiser show i want to uh make sure Sorry. i give the proper imitation credit. is the highest form of flattery so whatever region we pick in the first round, that's right. It, it makes it a little more streamlined to go and look at every game and instead of breaking each game down, just tell me any higher seed, any the, the, the number yeah. is higher, 9 over 8, that's an upset, 10 over 7, that's an upset. Any higher seed upsets you have, just let me know about them and then we'll uh, move on from there. And, of course, I'll have my – comments for uh for certain games and, and how i see them going because i had all these oh, games sure. I, I all these teams that i broke down and i watched them and i got my notebook and i have reasons all these picks that are going to go wrong i have reasons for making them there there's definitely going to be reasons behind them and i definitely want to get them in because i want to make it make some sort of sense and and uh an explanation about this and, and make this last month of watching college basketball, I want to make it so that it meant something. So I want to give you some information, uh, even if it's bullshit. I want to tell you what I saw oh, sure. from those teams and and what I think of those teams. So, so that's how we well, go for, about doing it. For people who aren't familiar with our show, we're all about the bullshit. I mean, well, me me particularly. You you have your <laughs> reasons, but. You know, it'll be explained uh, very succinctly, and sometimes your reason is just because. Me, I have to go into my entire explanation for breaking down everything and give you exactly how I feel about. It. So that that's my that's my role. That's that's what I do. That's what yeah. I'm used to doing now, and uh, so that's how we do things around here. And you might come out on top anyway, badly. You, you might beat me badly, even with all my explaining. So in any event. Uh, 
we'll get this thing started. I was thinking about doing the plugs before the the, the picks, but we'll do them afterwards if we have time. Um, but yeah, it's time to get our our March Madness picks in that I've been working on and still technically am not finished because I have my final four. I actually have not picked the, the the final four games yet. I don't know who my champion is yet, but I'll Ooh. I'll be doing that sort of during the show. I'll be figuring that. You'll out. firm that up during the show here. Yeah, I had this done. I did this. Uh, I had this done about uh, about an hour before the show started because uh, I assumed we were having a ten o'clock start. So you actually texted yeah. me about the 10.30 start while I was sort of mid-picks, which was actually sort of a bit of a blessing for me because that kind of allowed me to kind of slow it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, give give the some of the later picks a little bit more thought and, and go back and, and then find some mistakes because I use this Yahoo thing and, <laughs> you know, find where like, wait a minute, I didn't click that. <laughs> <laughs> So I went back in and, and fixed them. Um, so where would you like to start? Let's go up to the top uh, on the left-hand side to the south region. Any upsets in that first round? Any higher seeds that you have over the lower number of seeds? I have two in the south region. Um, a whole whopping two. I have number 13, Buffalo. Beating number four seed Arizona. Uh, one of the oh. things. What what's that? Right off the bat, a big upset. Uh, yeah, go ahead and, and explain your your Buffalo over Arizona pick. I want to hear this one. Yeah, I, I you know every year I seem to have had a little bit of a theme, and this year I am going with two themes. I've got two overriding themes that I'm watching, things that I'm looking for for teams, especially in the early rounds where you could have these upsets. I am looking for scoring. So I want teams that can that can score, team that could get hot, a team that it's a good shooting team. Um, is usually a team that can go in and is ripe for an upset, especially if they're playing a team that's not a defensive juggernaut. You know, not everybody is Virginia. So or Cincinnati, you know, these teams that just go out there and just clamp people down historically. So I look at Buffalo, a very high-scoring team going up against Arizona, who who doesn't really do anything for me. They have good players, but overall they're not a team that can – they don't light it up from the outside. They have guys that can do it, and they also give up a lot of threes. So this is a team that can get, you know, basically leave guys wide open. And when you have a team like Buffalo, almost 85 points a game, they can clearly shoot. They have high percentage three-point shooters. You don't want a matchup where you have a team that can't contend, to, you know, can, can't contend the three ball up against a team that can shoot it pretty well. So I'm going to actually go with Buffalo over Arizona. And I also just because, here's a just because. I've got Loyola. Moving on because oh. you have to. Our guys you just Loyola. have to. You gotta have Loyola moving on because they're in the tournament. Um, it, it, that sort of that sort of makes it, it's a feel good story. They haven't been they haven't been there in twenty three years. <laughs> oh, good old Loyola. Um, so 
I'm, I'm taking them just for the Chicago angle to have a little rooting interest. They're playing a team in Miami I don't have going particularly far anyways. So those are my two South region upsets, Buffalo, Loyola. And again, for any new listeners, you know, uh, Kuala Lumpur or Australia, you, you never know in what country someone is picking up this show for the very first time. Uh, we are both from Chicago, born and raised, and Loyola is certainly, uh, I guess, close to our hearts. We we always remember Loyola as that, you know, that other school. You got DePaul is the big one in the city of Chicago, and even Illinois, three hours south, uh, has a big presence in Chicago. UIC uh, has a, obviously a big presence, and Loyola is kind of that school. Uh, Northwestern is uh, is in Evanston, which is very close to Chicago, and then Loyola. You're like, oh yeah, Loyola. They're yeah, they're still in Chicago. They're they're kind of they're still over there. Yeah, so yeah, it, it's it's those other guys over there, and so yeah, the fact that they're in the big in the big dance this year, and Northwestern takes a step back. I'm sure Loyola is very happy about all that. Um, so yeah, they're, uh, they're they're a feel good story for for us. Maybe not for anyone else around the country, but for for us uh, certainly. Uh, in the first round, for me, I have two upsets as well. It looks like, yep. Uh, my two will be different. Um, Kansas State over Creighton is technically an, an upset, a nine over an eight, so it's not really a, a big deal. Uh, but I am picking it anyway. Kansas State, I think, is too physical for Creighton from what I've seen. Um, Texas over Nevada is an upset, a 10 over a 7. That one is uh, going to be Shaka Smart coaching Texas. I think he can coach up that team to to exploit Nevada, who, from what I saw, was short and weak inside. I think Texas could take advantage of that. Um, Kentucky over Davidson. A lot of people are going to pick Davidson. To, to string that 12-5, uh, but Kentucky is so fast uh, and, and so uh, so hot right now. The way they finished off uh, in the SEC tournament, a lot of a lot of teams might uh, bow down to them. They, they might have a nice long run, um, and that's a classic slow and smart versus dumb and fast type of matchup there, Kentucky and Davidson. Uh, and a lot of a lot of times you I, I will pick the, uh, the the slow and smart team to pull the upset, sort of the Princeton over UCLA. We can go back in time and remember that one. But I think Kentucky's way too fast for for that particular upset this time. I'm going to say Miami over Loyola because Loyola, from what I saw, I did get to see them during the regular season. That is one very active bunch of try-hard scrubs right there. I mean, it was it's fun to watch them, it's fun to root for them, but good lord, they're not very good. Um, and Miami will just manhandle them. So those are my two first-round uh, upsets, the uh, 9 over the 8 and the 10 over the 7. So kind of chalky for me in the South. Uh, so then we go from there and go – we do go game by game from there if uh, either one of us have any reasons we want to break down from the uh, 32 to 16 and from there forth and there on in the South. We both would have Virginia versus Kansas State. To get to the round of 16. I have Creighton. Uh, oh, I didn't. I forgot to write that down. Yeah, I had. Um, I only had Buffalo and Loyola uh, yeah. moving on, so I had. I had the eight Creighton uh, over okay. Kansas State. So, but either way, I'm going to get the feeling that we both have Virginia moving on to the Sweet Sixteen. I do, and Virginia. 
it's sort of that bittersweet feeling for me picking Virginia because I've actually had Virginia going fairly deep in the tournament before, only to get screwed by the fact that they just can't score. And that's that's always the big worry that I have for this Virginia team is can they score enough to to make up for the fact that they have the siphling defense. I just get so worried that if they all it takes is a team to get hot on them and get up, and Virginia kind of go, what do we do? And uh, it, their offense is better this year. They are they're scoring substantially more points than they normally do and they don't need to score a ton because their defense is so so good but they always worry me and i've just i've been burned by these guys in the past so but i do have them moving on to the round of 16 i hear you i, I thoroughly uh understand that i've got bad memories of those uh, malcolm brogdon teams and just if they got to 40 it was like a celebration should be thrown for them um, I have Virginia moving on as well here because Kansas State, for me, would be their opponent. That's not a smooth passing or shooting team. That's a real bad combination against the Virginia defense. Uh, then Kentucky, for me, would be playing against Arizona. For you, would be playing against Buffalo. Who do you got in your matchup there? I've got Kentucky moving on. I think that, I think that Buffalo upset comes out, but I think Kentucky's just – Kentucky's too good. They're, they're a very good team. I was – they, they – aren't as strong as they have been in the past, you know, and this year it shows out cause they're a, they're a five. I mean, that that's just stunning for as how good as Kentucky has been in, in recent memory, but uh, Buffalo is going to be that nice little story that makes it to Saturday or Sunday and uh, makes it sort of unceremonious exit after pulling that big upset. No Cinderella story here for me. Um, and for me, against Arizona, uh, of course, Arizona's got that severe, quote-unquote, distraction uh, situation hanging over them to overcome with uh, their, their coach, Sean Miller, getting caught apparently on tape, depending on who's reporting you believe, uh, trying to secure a $100,000 payment for one of his star recruits uh, and, and still managing to keep his job. I, I don't know what you have to do as a college coach to get fired nowadays, but apparently that's not enough. The FBI wiretapping your phone and, and catching you with some shady shit, that's not, that's not enough apparently. Um, so I do have Arizona lasting long enough to make it to the weekend against Kentucky, but I don't think they'll overcome the distractions and everything else and, and, and the fact is, is how good Kentucky is. Um, I observed your same problem with Arizona, the bad defense. That that half-court D looked lost to me sometimes. I think Kentucky's going to shred them um, and, and make it to the round of 16. Miami, uh, for me, against Tennessee. Loyola, for you, against Tennessee. Uh, who do you got yeah. moving on? Uh, I'm, I'm going – I'm going Chicago one more time here. I'm going to go with Loyola, huh? uh, what, a team that can shoot well. Um, sometimes these teams, I've actually got the although the bottom of this bracket for me is, is, is very shooting heavy. So I'm going with Loyola moving on over Tennessee, just getting hot and too, too young and too stupid and too new to what they're doing to have any concept. Uh, I didn't like the way Tennessee went out. In their uh, in their conference final, I know it was a lot higher stakes than what Loyola has been playing, but uh, but Tennessee came out looked like look incredible in their conference final, and blink and you miss it, and they're getting their doors blown off. Well, I wasn't too impressed with that with 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 what I saw from them. Maybe maybe that's something where seeing a team hurts me. Watching college basketball may have hurt me <laughs> uh, because where I looked up, I was like eh, that. 
it all looked like it was going great for them. And then it was just like the implosion happened. And I don't know if that, I don't know if that's the last feeling that you want or the last taste that you want before you go into the tournament. I didn't like Tennessee either. Uh, uh, I didn't like how they finished up, of course, against Kentucky. And I didn't like how they got pushed around all year as well, that they looked a little weak to me physically. Miami against Tennessee for me would be both teams uh, looks like they could get pushed around at times, but Miami, at least Miami shoots better. Um, so I'm with you. I'm going to have Tennessee going down uh, before the before the weekend's over, except you have Loyola to the sweetest team, and I have Miami, Florida. And then uh, you have Nevada taking on Cincinnati, and I would have Texas taking on Cincinnati. So your wolf pack against the Bearcats, who do you got? Yeah, I'm going to go with Nevada here. Uh, to knock out Cincinnati. Yeah, I, I'm going with I'm going shooting. I, I know Cincinnati is the defensive team, right? This is this is this is the other team that you always think about with with the crushing defense and the press and everything that Cincinnati does. But sometimes you can beat that press and you can get guys that are wide open, or you can get some really good looks. And Nevada can shoot. And so this is this is a team that can put the, the the rock in the hole. I mean, they can put they can definitely get it done. Um, I'm going to go with offense over defense in what is a really weird game. If we end up getting this Nevada Cincinnati matchup, you've got a Texas, where I've got a Nevada, but it, it I don't think that there's any reasonable indicator, especially with the past history that we've seen with these these defensive teams where. You can play great defense with Virginia, Cincinnati, Wisconsin. You know these these boring Wisconsin teams up until they started having that real uh, good run of success. Where these Big Ten teams, where they play all this defense, they get to the tournament, and it it just doesn't last because you get run out of the building. And with the, with the height of the tournament, and you're playing these games, you know, in, in a short compressed period of time over these weekends. I'm going to go with uh, Nevada to sort of just run Cincinnati ragged. Well, I'm going to go with uh, Cincinnati over Texas uh, to go to the Sweet 16. I think that stifling standout B can prevail, can prevail in that matchup. I don't think Texas would provide too much resistance. Uh, but if it is Nevada, I would be uh, afraid. Just like you say, Nevada can, can shoot the lights out, and uh, they absolutely could pull that upset. So, our Sweet 16 uh, looks the same at the top and definitely different at the bottom. We both have Virginia versus Kentucky to get to the Elite Eight. Who do you got in that one? I've got Virginia. Uh, I, I don't again Kentucky not quite the same pedigree as they've had in years past coming into the tournament. Virginia it, it, just going to play that defense. Boy, I hope you don't have Virginia Cincinnati in the in the round of eight. Oh my God. I mean that that would be unwatchable basketball. That would, that game's going to end up being twenty seven twenty five final. <laughs> I was just about to say first to twenty five would win that one. That, that's oh, right about oh yeah, that could take a while. That might take a while. They just turn off the <laughs> clock. Just turn the clock off. I mean, if you want to watch like real good defense, oh man. Uh, no, I'm going to go with Virginia. Dribble over. it out. Yeah, I'm going to go with Virginia over Kentucky here. Virginia has stepped it up to that sort of next level. They, like I said, they've got enough offense to go along with that defense, but every round that they progress, 
will worry me more and more and more. Well, I'm going to go ahead and take Kentucky to keep their hot streak yeah. going the way they've been playing. Not lately. surprised. We'll, we'll miss their sixth man, DeAndre Hunter, here. He's uh, going to miss the tournament. So Kentucky's tempo, to me, will overcome Virginia's slowdown pace. That's how well the Wildcats are playing right now. I got Kentucky to the Elite Eight. Your other matchup would be Loyola-Chicago taking on Nevada in a Cinderella dream. Who do you have to the Elite Eight? I've got Nevada here uh, going on to the round of eight. I, I, I got this weird feeling. Now, they're going to lose their first round game, so I'm going to be completely screwed. But I like, you know, every every year I kind of have that. Every year I've sort of got that one corner of the bracket that doesn't look just like the other ones. It's not. This is not definitely a chalky bracket at all. I've got Nevada running it up on Loyola, ending the Cinderella story. Sometimes you have those teams, those shooters can get hot, and this wouldn't be a a this would be a sort of a a, a get right game after. And what I have is them beating Cincinnati. Uh, Loyola is not going to present the challenge defensively that Cincinnati did. So if Nevada can survive that, um, I like their chances. And my matchup would be uh, Miami against Cincinnati. To get to the Elite Eight, I yes. will have Cincinnati to move on. Too much muscle to me. Gary Clark should maul Miami inside. They're so weak inside. I think that's one that Cincinnati can take advantage in the paint and just destroy uh, the hurricane and move on. So, no, I do not have uh, Cincinnati against Virginia in the Elite Eight. I have Cincinnati against Kentucky, which would be uh, an exciting clash of styles to me. And you have Virginia against Nevada. Who is in your final four out of the South? Well, Virginia always bothers me because of that defense. And that's all they have. I'm going to take Nevada as a big upset all the way to the final four. And, you know, we always have our very early uh, clash, which determines the entire bracket for both of us. So this is going to wind up being that situation because you got Nevada beating Cincinnati to move on and go all the yes. way eventually to the final four. <laughs> yeah. I've got yeah, Cincinnati that could be beating Nevada. And I've got Cincinnati beating Nevada in that game. And I've got Cincinnati eventually moving all the way on and getting oh. to the final four. I'll take Cincinnati over Kentucky. Uh, Cincinnati is a real team to me, not just a collection of athletes, which is what the, the Wildcats usually are every year. And that's what they are again this year. So, I love their athleticism to get this far to the Elite Eight, but I think Cincinnati, as a real team, shuts them down and gets to the Final Four. So there it is. Our our brackets are going to be busted very early out of the South, right off the bat. Always fun for for one of those matchups. Yeah, and and it makes that Texas-Nevada first-round game uh, fairly large because you have Texas already right out the gate beating uh, one of my – one of my teams, so yeah, all right. I love the bracket. Go long, go Longhorns. Let's go down below that to the West to find out who the opponent would be for Cincinnati or Nevada. It's interesting that neither yeah. one of us have Virginia going uh, to the Final Four, the number one seed, uh, number one overall seed. Uh, well, I, West, I don't trust them. It, it, that is a matter of <laughs> trust. I don't have the trust. Well, they haven't earned it, so until they earn it. 
Uh, Xavier, the number one seed down in the West. Uh, any upsets, higher seed over lower seed in the first round in the West? I lo- I'm, I'm looking at three. Uh, I, I hate. I always hate to call the nine eight game or the eight nine game one, but I've got Florida State over Missouri, South Dakota State over Ohio State, and San Diego State over Houston. South Dakota State over Ohio State uh, jumps out to me as a huge upset. The, the Jackrabbits of South Dakota State. And the only reason I know their their names, I didn't watch a second of South Dakota State basketball. But I know them because everyone's picking them as one of their uh, one of the upsets that I'm hearing going around. So you're on the South Dakota State bandwagon. You uh, yes. want to break that one down for us. Well, it starts, I told you there were two things I was looking for, right? One of them was almost like an extreme high rate of offensive efficiency. High-scoring teams, highly-rated offenses, uh, teams that could shoot well. The other one I was looking at were teams that were not doing well going into the tournament. Uh, not a, I don't believe a lot of teams have the ability to turn around a downward slope here, turn around a downward trend. And you've got sort of the opposite – you know, the, almost the exact, like, perfect storm going on in this game. Got Ohio State sluggish going into the tournament. South Dakota State scores a ton of points, doesn't turn the ball over. Right, I think it's ripe for the upset. And we always love that 12-5 matchup. Uh, we always mm-hmm. see, you know, every year we seem like we see something happen in that 12-5 game. I'm, I'm going to go with South Dakota State to pull the upset here over Ohio State. Yeah, I forget the the streak of number of years that a 12 has beaten a 5 at least once in this tournament, but it's happened every year for the last seemingly endless number of years, 20-some-odd years, I believe. So, sure, there's it's going to happen. We just don't know which one. Um, I've got uh, the, 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 the just-because crazy-ass upset that I have is in this region. Oh. Um, first, First, I'll say that there's one upset of yours that I agree with, and that would be San Diego State, the 11, knocking off Houston, the sixth seed. Um, I, I got that one because Houston, from what I observe, was several notches below a, a more polished team out there. They were really raw, uh, and you know they got that kid running around uh, with, the, with the crazy hair that, that makes a lot of baskets, but. San Diego State to me that that's that pick up in the park squad that'll they play for each other. They may not you know be the 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 champions. They may not make it past this weekend, but at least they're a real team. They play with each other. They play for each other, and I think they're going to knock off uh, Houston, who's a more individual oriented team. So there's one upset I agree with you with. Now you ready for the the one that nobody's going to agree with? Well, Providence is. Uh, I got three upsets. That was one, San Diego State. Providence is a 10 seed over Texas A&M. The 7 seed, that's two. Uh, they're both bigger teams, but A&M, I don't think they can hang with the Providence point guard, Tyron Cartwright. They don't have anyone that can stop him. And then the third upset is the one that's going to just make everybody famous that, they, that I'm smoking something. I have not been a fan of North Carolina all year. I got Lipscomb beating North Carolina in the first round. 15 seed Lipscomb over UNC. Lipscomb is fast, and North Carolina struggled all year defensively, particularly with help and recover defense. They they 
go over and try to help stop somebody, but they don't recover to their own man. They leave them wide open. And I think Lipscomb is going to run North Carolina out of the gym and, and knock off the Tar Heels in the very first round. Every year we have one of those that nobody calls and nobody sees coming. That's mine. I got Lipscomb shocking everybody and beating the Tar Heels. That would be something. If, if not only does it happen <laughs> where you have one of those crazy uh, low seeds knocking off a high seed, but that you nail which one it is. So, I'd be in my glory again if it happens. Yeah, and you could and you could still very well lose the whole thing. So I hope it happens for you. <laughs> uh, to uh, move on to the Sweet Sixteen, you have Xavier against Florida State. I do. I have Xavier moving on. Um, Xavier to me has has looked every every bit of uh, one of the best teams in the country um, so far. So. I, I think they fairly easily handle Florida State, and then I have uh, Gonzaga taking out South Dakota State. So it gets I a little chalkier Xavier. there. Yep, um, and I'm with you. I have Xavier over Missouri to move on to the Sweet 16. The Missouri's got a lot of athleticism, but I think they get stopped by the much better overall team, Xavier. Um, and I have Ohio State against Gonzaga, and I actually have Gonzaga knocking off Ohio State, but we both have Gonzaga in the Sweet 16. That can't be a good sign, but uh, I'm going to go with it anyway. Both are sort of similar to me, pro-style offenses, a lot of cuts, a lot of screens. Uh, Gonzaga's been doing it a little longer uh, at a higher level than uh, Ohio Ohio State, Uh, so I will agree with you there and take Gonzaga. Uh, We both have San Diego State versus Michigan to go to the Sweet 16. We do. I I actually have San Diego State, so another another, – Double-digit seed here moving on into the next round. Uh, I've got a couple of those here in this tournament. Uh, looks like this might be the last one. Uh, let me just look up the board. Yes, this is this is the last uh, real low seed that I have moving on um, overall. So it's going to be get a little chalkier after this. So it's good that we spent more time on and these because I think after this it gets a little bit easier. So I've got San Diego State over Michigan. I'm never I've very rarely ever impressed with Big Ten teams in the tournament. Uh, I think they can get run on. Uh, I think the style of play that gets played in the Big Ten isn't conducive towards the tournament, unless you've got, like, you know, Michigan State, where the coaching just always seems to win out. And then all of a sudden they just sort of get into tournament mode and something happens and they flip a switch. And then I've got North Carolina over Texas A&M. Although I'm really interested to see what you have going on in that Providence Lipscomb (laughs) matchup. Texas A&M, UNC, you have UNC moving on. Um, I have uh, uh, the San Diego State-Michigan game that we both uh, had in the next round. I I actually have Michigan beating San Diego State moving on to the Sweet 16. I guess uh, Michigan, to me, got a little more energy for that pickup squad than most teams would. Um, Providence, Lipscomb. I have Lipscomb in the Sweet 16. Why not? Another – match up with a team that uh, can be a little slow. Providence uh, they're, they're pretty, Providence was pretty good at a, at a lot of things, but they're not really great at anything, and I think Lipscomb will be able to run and, and beat them as well. And, and yeah, Lipscomb in the Sweet 16. What the hell? Uh, from there, we have okay. both have Xavier and Gonzaga to go to the uh, Elite 8. Yep. 
Uh, yes, I'm going to go with Xavier here, Xavier, because I, I don't trust Gonzaga. Gonzaga is one of those nice teams, and they go on their little they go on their little run, um, and it's over. Xavier's a step up in class for them. They're not going to be able to handle. And I've also got North Carolina, so I've got a one-two matchup here for the trip to the Final Four. So that that's about as chalky as it gets. Right, but it's another one where that first round, right off the bat, Lipscomb either Lipscomb wins and destroys one of your uh-huh. your elite eight teams, or North Carolina wins and destroys one of my Sweet Sixteen upset picks. Another huge game there. Um, I have Xavier beating Gonzaga to get to the lead as well. Very active Xavier D puts the clamps on Gonzaga. Uh, my other half of that bracket is Michigan Lipscomb, and I have Michigan. Uh, the dream ends there for Lipscomb. That the Sweet 16 is far enough for for that crazy pick. Uh, we both have Xavier in the Elite Eight. You have Xavier against North Carolina. Who goes to the Final Four? I'm going with Xavier. Uh, I like what I've seen out of them in, in some of the live college ball that I've watched this year. Uh, they've looked really good to me. Uh, they can they can score. They can play some defense. I don't think this is a year where we're going to need a ton of defense. I, I'm I'm going. I'm thinking this is a little bit more of an offensive style of tournament, and I think that plays well. And I like Xavier in the Final Four to face. Nevada. That would well, that'd, that'd be an interesting game, too. Yeah, that would absolutely. Uh, you'd make a lot of money if that if that went all the way there. Those those uh, Xavier is, not, is chalky, but take, facing Nevada uh, in the Final Four is not a matchup that a lot of people would have. Michigan against Xavier is my pick uh, to go to the Final Four out of the West. And I have Michigan knocking off Xavier and winning wow. the West because – about the only way that I saw to beat Xavier would be forcing them into uh, mistakes. Xavier was pretty clean as a team all year to me, uh, unless they played a team that was able to force them into turnovers or force them to to mess up. They kind of melted a little bit when a team would force them uh, to do things they didn't want to do. And I think Michigan can do that. I think Michigan's got so much energy, and and I, I really like that week of rest that they got uh, having the Big Ten tournament so early uh, last week, uh, Michigan's already an, 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 uh, an energized, up-tempo team, and then they get a little extra rest. I think that's going to be a little bit of a boost for them. And I got the Wolverines actually going all the way to the final four. Um, I, I look at our clock, and I realize that I should let everyone know who's listening live that we're not going to get all the picks in live. So uh, just pick up this show as a podcast after uh, it's over and you can get the rest of our picks, whatever we don't get. I'm not going to bother cutting us off uh, at the hour mark. We're just going to go right on through, and whatever spills over into the next hour is fine. Um, but if you are wondering, if you're listening live, all three of you listening live, uh, wondering how to listen to the show as a podcast, you have to wait till we're done with our, our recording, and then it will be uploaded to blogtalkradio.com slash in much less detail. You can go back to our live show page and check and and see all the shows that we've done from the moment that we started doing shows five and a half years ago all the way through to this very show. Um, Or you can subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or you can go to any number of podcasting apps uh, and subscribe to the show there. Just search for In Much Less Detail, the podcast, and if you subscribe, it's for the low price of free. 
once the show is finished, it will automatically upload to you, and you can listen to your heart's content. But we are definitely going to have all the picks in uh, after the after show is over with, and you can listen and hear our picks uh, on the uh, podcast version of the show. Also, uh, I made the Yahoo League uh, that we're going to join, you and me, Jason, I uh, made that public. Curious if anyone in the world would want to join uh, our, our bracket pool. So uh, that can be a way to see our picks. Uh, you can have your picks there as well. And, of course, if you beat us, even if you don't beat us, we'll certainly give you a shout-out on the show for joining uh, our group. Uh, so on Yahoo, the, the free tournament picking pick'em bracket uh, challenge on Yahoo, the name of our group is IMLD March Badness. It's a public group. You can join and you can see all of our picks, and we will see yours, and we will absolutely give you a shout-out on the show if you want to do that. So. All that out of the way, we can breathe a little easier because the time was definitely going to expire on us. And we can now move over to the other side of the bracket, to the east side. The always hyped up, talked about east side of the bracket. Any upsets in the first round in the east bracket for you? Uh, I've only got two um, on the east side here. I've got Murray State over West Virginia and Stephen F. Austin. We love Stephen F. Austin. They're always there over Texas Tech. They they do seem to always be there, uh, giving somebody a, a tough game and sometimes pulling off a major upset. So I, I'm not going to grill you about that. That's uh, that also seems to be sort of a popular upset pick. Uh, Murray State, the Racers over. Uh, Press Virginia and Bob Huggins. You you're, you're not a big fan of, of Press Virginia. No, uh, and and this is one of those hate picks. Uh, I've got I, I got burned by them. <laughs> I believe, you know, sometimes you have one of those. Well, first of all, it's Bob Huggins, right? How could you how could you pick a Bob Huggins? Team? <laughs> I mean, he gave he didn't he give Cincinnati all the, basically he gave them all the defensive cred. That's where it started. And West Virginia is not an overly defensive team, not like they used to be. And you got Murray State actually gives up less points. Um, overall, their ranking not too bad. They they, they played. Yeah, I, I'd say they played pretty well for a team that we you know, were sort of looking at as a 12 seed. Um, yeah, one of those experience. You know, they've got a lot of a lot of guys on their team that are. As as a lot of those sort of middle tier schools do, sometimes it's the cohesiveness of the unit will play well because you're not playing a team that's just everybody's getting into the NBA. So you'll see a lot of juniors and seniors. So I don't mind that. And Stephen F. Austin, not only do they have players who have been in in the organization or you know in school for those three and four years, they've been in the tournament for all of those years. So this is nothing new to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that game is in Dallas, by the way. So Texas Tech against Stephen F. Austin in Dallas, probably one of the more yeah. uh, louder, uh, emotionally charged games in the in the first round. Now, uh, so I, I kind of like those upsets. I have uh, none of them, but uh, but I do uh, appreciate and, and like them. 
My upsets in the first round in the East, I have two as well, two different ones. Uh, nine over eight is technically an upset, so I have Alabama over Virginia Tech. Um, that one is uh, Tech doesn't have the athletes to stop the, the flashy Alabama guys. Uh, Colin Sexton uh, is a speedy point guard. I think he'll drive through and, and knock them off. Uh, and St. Bonaventure uh, barely snuck into the field, won the play-in game last night, uh, and, and they're going to take on Florida. And I, I actually like St. Bonaventure to keep it going and, and, and beat Florida. Uh, Bonnie's got a, a stout defense. They can stuff up the, the Florida motion offense and, and open up their own running game off the defense. And I really like those type of teams that can create their own offense based on their their tight defense. I got the Bonnies to spring that upset on Florida. So uh, we got a, a mess of a of a of a bracket in the East because we have a lot of teams getting beat in the first round against each other. So this this is really going to be fun. Um, Villanova, you have them against Virginia Tech to go to the Sweet 16. I have them against Alabama. Yep. Um, I'm assuming we both got Villanova to move on. Uh, yes, I'm chalky there. So Villanova and Wichita State uh, moving on. So I've got Murray State losing and uh, Wichita State going on to face Villanova. And I concur with both of those. Uh, Alabama can mishandle the rock, which is a, a bad look against Villanova. Uh, and for me, Wichita State against uh, Press Virginia, the extra pass is sort of Wichita's hallmark. And that's how you wear down Press Virginia. You just keep making that extra pass and make them keep running out and trying to defend you. And you make that up. Oh, there's that one more extra pass. And no, nobody's there for that extra pass. That makes an open three. And I think that's how Wichita State will beat uh, West Virginia. And then in the bottom of that bracket would be totally different matchups for us. I have St. Bonaventure against Texas Tech. And you have Florida against Stephen F. Austin. So who do you have going to the school yeah. team? Yeah, it's interesting because uh, we, we any one of these is going to mean the other one's losing. Mm-hmm. So this is one of those uh, this this whole part here of this bracket is going to be interesting because one of us could be getting up over on the other, you know, for a while. Uh, so I'll take Florida here to move on over Stephen F. Austin. I don't have any real, you know, sometimes when you have that upset in the first round. You just kind of know it's going to end unceremoniously, so you don't dig too deep into it. You're just like, yeah, that number 14, they're moving into the second round. They're they're done. They get their one game of glory. They can't all be they can't all be Nevada. They'll have the dream end right there. That's um, right. For me, St. Bonaventure's dream uh, will end against Texas Tech in, in Dallas uh, to go on to the Sweet 16. The Tenacious defense by Texas Tech. I think that'll get to St. Bonaventure. That'll be their third game in five days, the Bonnies. Uh, and should have to take on a tough defense in that situation. That's probably a little unfair. So I'll have Texas Tech to win that one. Um, and then we're both uh, looking the same on the bottom there with Arkansas versus Purdue to go to the Sweet 16. This is the only game I believe we agree on, on the bracket that we agree on, right? We didn't disagree on any of this. Um, and on this side, I actually have Arkansas pulling the big upset over Purdue. Okay, well, now and, we're going to uh, disagree. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm just, I'm not a, I'm not a Big Ten guy. I, I just, 
them out right right out it's, the wall, right out the window. Just pushed them right out. Says goodbye, guys. Um, yeah, it's late. I don't have a whole lot of reasons. <laughs> Sometimes with these tournaments, you don't need reasons. Just make picks. And I've got Arizona yeah. pulling an upset here, seven over a two. So if you're looking for a lot of depth on that one, it's not coming from me. I'm 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 doing I'm I'm not gonna fake it like I'm not gonna pull Mike Golick here and pretend like I understand why I picked that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have a lot of reasoning on that one either. I got Purdue over Arkansas to move on. They're the better team and they're so versatile. So um Oh, okay. You're letting me off the hook. Yeah, that's that's fine. You're just because I can't question your just because it's too much ever, you know, ever again because you <laughs> won so many picks. Just because. yeah, you get worried. You get worried when I, I pull those out. I do. I'll just look yeah, at that yeah. bracket and something jumps out at me, and I get that little you know, little hair standing up on the back of your neck or something. You go, I'm gonna pick that one, and then yep, you're like, oh man, I'm toast. So yeah, don't especially the more you laugh at me. Right. I've learned over the years. The worst is okay. during the NFL season when you take some nine-point nine dog and you say they're going to win straight up. And I go, what? And you go, eh, I got a feeling, just because. That's just, that makes my stomach sink. <laughs> and then it comes through. Oh, that's, oh, cause that, that's why my stomach sinks. I know it's going to come through. And I'm not going to have any real <laughs> rhyme or reason to I am good for one or two of those every year. But again, that's on top of the several other times that I try that, that it doesn't work. But as is is with all picks and with all gambling, it's those wins that that make you feel the the good, right? That's really when you get the the good feels. In sports talk, you're not supposed to, to talk about the ones that you got wrong. It's only the ones that you got right that you bring up. That's right. So... We'll see how 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 much our geniusness is wearing after uh, after Friday <laughs> after two after two days of this. So in the Sweet Sixteen, we like Villanova against Wichita State, uh, and who do you have in that matchup to go to the Elite Eight? Uh, I'm I'm going to go with Villanova. That that is one dangerous dangerous team. That is a team. I mean, they've got the experience. They've been there. They've won the whole thing. They score buckets of points, and they are a very deserving number one seed. I just, I don't think Wichita State's going to be able to to handle the experience and the efficiency of Villanova. And I'm worried with the speed of Landry Shannon, the Wichita State point guard. He's he's very good. He's very fast. I think. Villanova's D can neutralize that, and Villanova sort of wills their way to the Elite Eight, so I agree with you on that one. And then on that bottom half of the bracket, that's just completely upside down for both of us. It's all uh, busted. Your matchup is, yeah. it is, yours is Florida versus Arkansas. Yeah. Yes. Well, it, you know, you get into the just because territory, I'm, I'm this is a 6-7 <laughs> matchup. It's sort of like, well, Whatever. Um, it doesn't matter because whoever wins this game, I've got losing to Villanova anyways. So I'll take Arkansas. Why not? Texas. So spoiler, spoiler alert. I've, I've got Villanova <laughs> running through that. Right. Spoiler alert. So do I. So we both have Villanova yeah. out of that region. 
So all of our drama is just in the undercard of that. Uh, That's right. Of that conference. Uh, my one, my one last shot of uh, in the dark uh, before we get to Villanova is to have uh, the two seed Purdue go down to to the uh, three seed Texas Tech, and I have that because I think Tech wears Purdue down. They they take the open three even when it's not really open. Uh, they they shoot a little too quick for my taste, and I think uh, Tech will be able to sort of grind them down and and wear them out and win that game uh, in a close physical contest and then go on to lose to Villanova, who's clearly the better team. Which is great, because I have your Elite Eight team there losing to number 14, (laughs) Stephen F. Austin. (laughs) We're going to have a lot of fun watching these brackets. Uh, Already tomorrow, by the time they get to that sort of halfway point of the day, you know, at 5, 530, one of our brackets is probably going to be in flames, uh, and the other one is going to be set up for, for for possible glory. But but so much can change, and you know maybe by the time uh, the the evening games go down, the other person's bracket will then be in flames as well. So uh, I think it's going to be one of those where we're both sort of torpedoing each other's bracket all throughout the weekend, and by the time the next weekend gets here. It's going to be like one game is going to decide the whole thing between us. One of us is going to win it by 10 points because of one outcome. Yeah. Well, it'll be fun. Um, boy, the Midwest is about – Midwest for me, I don't know, maybe it was because the last one I did and I just got tired of making picks or something, but <laughs> this, is, this, is, this, is, this, is, this is a lot of chalk. I've, I've only got one upset. And it's not even – I'm not even going too far off the reservation here. It's, uh, it's New Mexico State. Nine over the eight. It, yeah, well, that's uh, – New Mexico State's the 12 over the five. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was looking at NC State, not in Yeah, State. not that's NC good. State. New Mexico State over Clemson. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, there's that five twelve again. So. Yeah, I've got three of those. So, but we know one of them's going to come through. You're going to be at least one for three, at least. Yeah, unless the unless the fourth one, uh, unless it's the one that you got the uh, five over the twelve, and then the other three uh, actually come through as Charles. Oh. <laughs> and and, and yeah, because I am. Well, and and just for the and I hate to say it because for the sake of brevity here, I've literally got this bracket one, two, three, four. I, I hate to say it, I've got Kansas and Duke. As much as it pains me to have that, I just straight up one, two, three, four. It's about as boring as you can get. And I'm much, I'm almost ashamed of myself. Don't be too ashamed, because I concur. Oh. <laughs> See, we just saved ourselves a whole bunch of time. <laughs> uh, all that little underneath stuff to me doesn't matter because you got one, two, three, four. Now, for me, I don't get to show off my genius. But that for me is where it gets interesting because I've got both of those games ending in upsets. I've actually got Auburn oh. and Michigan State both moving on to the round of eight, and that rhymed. Get them both. <laughs> yeah, 
Auburn and Michigan State in the round of eight. You're a poet and don't even know it. And I have one, two, Kansas versus Duke. So we're both hoping to chalk all the way to the (laughs) – Right. So that is for us – That is a bracket – that bracket doesn't even begin to pan out for us for a week and a half. Right. Until next weekend. (laughs) Yeah. A week and a half from now, we might get some clarity. Now, that is provided that some of those teams that we have don't get unceremoniously bumped, that there's no bracket buster at the bottom of that. You know, like, you know, one of those top four teams loses. But if we end up with the one, two, three, four Midwest bracket going into next weekend, then it gets interesting for us. But till then, nothing nothing to see here. Um, Well, boy. I do want to say in the first round about my uh, upsets, I, I do have three of them. Um, I, wow, I okay. Have, they all just uh, sort of just die like dogs in the second round, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I have North Carolina State over Seton Hall. That's a little nine over eight deal. No big deal there. Um, could go either way. I also have a 12 over five New Mexico State. Okay. Over Clemson, along with you, we agree uh, on neither that one. one of us. Yes, neither one of us impressed with Clemson. I guess no, we just Actually, shit thought, all over Clemson. <laughs> From what I saw, both of those teams are like Siamese twins all year to me. They're very alike. They're both very intense, uh, and they're both a, a little soft. Uh, so they like to get in your face and tell you what they're going to do, and then they get back down by more physical teams. Uh, the only difference is New Mexico State can jack up a three uh, every now and then, and I think that's what's going to prevail and have them knocking off Clemson. Um, so, you know, I got to explain my little bit of geniusness there. Um, and my third upset is now, now here's some spite. I, I got some spite for you. Uh, you had some spite earlier. Syracuse just won. I did not think they deserved to even be in a fucking tournament. I don't know. That's the team I didn't even watch all year because I didn't think they were, they had any chance of making the tournament. And Syracuse, again, makes it into the tournament somehow, backdoors their way in, and then they win tonight over Arizona State in the play-in game and knock off Arizona State. I basically have Syracuse beating Texas Christian in an upset because I want Syracuse to lose. And I think by picking them, that will ensure that TCU – uh, we'll go ahead and win and move on in the tournament. So I'm going to pick Syracuse basically oh, because... You're ending that shit right now. I'm ending that shit right now. TCU, uh, from what I saw this year, they're bad enough in their set offense that Syracuse's zone can, can fuck them up and fluster them. So, yeah, why not? Syracuse can win that game. Sure. What the fuck? <laughs> I, I'm just going to say I'm glad you didn't have Oklahoma as your upset because you want to talk about teams that don't deserve to be in the tournament. There it is right there. Oklahoma Oklahoma actually didn't make the tournament. Trey Young made the tournament. Why don't they just have him play by himself? You want to talk about the committee making a pick because they wanted the hype. They wanted the guy in the dance taking an 18 and 13 team that that everybody just wrote off. They they were done. They were losing games in bunches. They basically just put this team in at, because of one guy, this team was eight and 10 
in conference play, and they made the NCAA tournament. That is a travesty. Just say it. You put in one guy, and then they give him a 10 seed. Yeah, they they look terrible the whole second half of the year, there's no doubt. Um, yeah. But they're playing Rhode Island, and Rhode Island's got a, a very stiff defense that can stretch full court, and I think they're going to take away uh, Steph Curry clone Trey Young. He, he thinks he's Steph Curry. <laughs> he thinks he can jack from anywhere. He's not Steph Curry. He's not anywhere right. close. And I think Rhode Island will, will suffocate him and take him away and, and win that game. But no, I, I, Good. I agree with you. Oklahoma is overrated, and Trey Young is the only reason they're in the tournament. I, I totally concur with that. See, a little more depth than you were expecting out of me there. I always do something during the show where you're like, wait, wait, what's he talking about? He sounds like he knows what he's talking about. Oh, you were just gave you sort of breaking down you were sort of breaking down metrics at the beginning there, talking about efficiency and stuff there. And I'm like, what wait, who what where did you hey, get all I that did, from? Wait a minute. I, did, I do a little bit of homework. I gotta make the picks. I just I I am not the guy who just goes, Oh, I like their logo more. <laughs> so if I if if I go into the tournament and I'm thinking I don't want teams that went in weak or losing a lot of games or games in bunches, and I also want teams that can, you know, shoot, especially shoot threes where it's so easy in college and the three ball can completely turn games around. Um, so I had to, you have to do a little bit of looking at the numbers. You can't go, I, I'm going to take that team because I think they could shoot. <laughs> Well, They're in the tournament, stop, right? I had to stop picking against my wife uh, because she was just pretty much nah. picking all the favorites. And I'm like, this isn't fun. Well, you know, we went through a – oh, she had the Obama bracket. Yeah, yeah, just whatever Obama's got, that's what she has. And Obama was picking all yeah, chalk. Chalk. So. Chalk. Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, they, they would they would have him on SportsCenter to basically just go, yeah, oh, yep, uh, yeah, I'm going to have all the one seeds. Oh, great. And then that's what happened. Well, I like, I like his – yeah, that one year that they all, it was all one season. And he looked like a genius. I like yeah. – I'm going to take all the good teams. Oh, well, that's uh, <laughs> that's novel. He would have fit right in on Sports Talk Radio that year. See, I had all the winners. We're not going to talk <laughs> about all the other years. Uh, probably called into a few shows, you know. I talk about my picks the other years. I talk about this year when I had all the one seeds and they all actually got into the tournament, into the final four. Yeah, well, we're taking a call here. It's it's Barry from the WH. <laughs> Barry, you sound very familiar. Um, <laughs> have you called so, it? Yeah, you just <laughs> he'd, but he'd pretending like you. would have to pretend like he wasn't the president when he was calling it. Don't think he could. Uh, I don't think he does voices. I don't. Uh, I don't think he oh, okay. disguise his voice very well. I think that's a very, a very distinctive voice. Um, so we both had uh, Kansas, Auburn, Michigan State, and Duke, and then we diverged greatly there. So you have Wildly, Auburn yes. off Kansas. Yeah, I actually, I, I actually thought that the SEC was a lot tougher. Um, this year than we would usually give it credit for. I mean, we always think of the SEC for football, but this year, a lot of quality. Um, and again, I don't pay that much attention to college basketball, so maybe I'm, I'm completely contradicting myself here, and the SEC is always amazing, but it doesn't always seem to be that way. Kansas 
they're kind of always there. Yeah, you you always kind of know what you're gonna what you're kind of gonna get from Kansas. You have Auburn, who's sort of the opposite of my corollary. They lost all their games early. It seemed like you know they they the chunk a chunk of games they lost were very early on, and they caught fire. They can shoot. I I, I absolutely love Auburn here in this spot. And I'm taking Kansas because uh, both are kind of – I think it's going to be a close game. I think both are kind of undersized. But I think Kansas has more weapons overall than Auburn, and and that's really the only reason I'm – you know, I wasn't greatly impressed all year with with Kansas either. But I think just in that matchup, they're going to be able to sort of outgun the the Tigers. I don't think Auburn has enough uh, weapons to contend with Kansas. But, yeah, I – don't think Kansas is just head and shoulders above the field this year like they normally are. Wow. And uh, I Michigan State over Duke, and I love the stat here that I come uh, – I don't come up with this stat on my own, but I got this stat right off of Yahoo. Um, Michigan State and Duke are the only two teams in the country ranked top ten in both offensive and defensive efficiency. Now that is destined to meet in a game. And when you talk about two teams that are both upper tier on both sides of the court, and I'm just going to go with Michigan State in in, in a good old-fashioned slobber knocker over Duke to move on. That's right. I like that stat. I was not aware of that. Um, yeah, I have uh, right off, Duke right off, Michigan. right off my little like little Yahoo cheat sheet uh, thing here that you can kind of click on while you're going through and, and and learning a little bit about each team. One of the one of the that's one of the stats I found out. And when you think about it, like, well, it makes sense that those two teams would be in my bracket. But then that unfortunately, one of them or both will be destined to both lose. So we won't get that matchup. <laughs> But that's the matchup we both have, so I'm hoping that we do get that. But you want to talk about a game that one of those games of the tournament that could be even before the final, that that almost sounds like you got levels like a juggernaut game. And Michigan State, by the way, as good as they've played, they are clearly the best team in the Big Ten, although they lost the conference tournament. Sometimes you see that team, I hate to say it, you see the team who kind of knows they're in, kind of mails it in in the conference tournament, uh, Michigan State should probably be and has earned, other than that game, a better seed. We see this all the time where where teams lose their conference tournament who have no business losing it because it's like, well, who cares? Well, when you're dealing with kids, that's going to happen. They're just not going to be motivated. They've got other things in their lives. They're young men. They're still trying to figure out priorities and they just, they're just not going to prioritize that conference tournament because they're waiting for the, the big one, the big day. Yeah. So yeah, you absolutely see it all the time. Which is the ultimate irony here is that I have Michigan state advancing over Auburn to the final four and Michigan who beat them would we would be, we'd be completely stunned if Montana sprung an upset on them. <laughs> I mean, well, I you would... know, what do you think about, Oh, big, Big Ten champ, yes, we'd be stunned, but when you, if we went back and looked at it a week from now and went, yeah, we saw that coming. I, 
I'm the one who's got Michigan in the Final Four, so I'd be totally stunned. I certainly hope that doesn't happen. Oh. But <laughs> well, go <yeah>. Montana. <laughs> uh, but your point is is well taken. Uh, that Duke Michigan State tilt. I'm going to take Duke because both teams seem to to be slow starters in games, but Duke to me steps up on the big stage. It, it's very annoying the way uh, Grayson Allen tended to sort of play the background and not really care in other games and then when it's you know North Carolina or some other major major game then there he is on the stage trying to take over and trying to be the man uh, that's why he's a senior and not one of those guys that pulled out after his sophomore year or something because he just took it easy he, he didn't play to the best of his abilities in every game but in this one against Michigan State, that would be a, a big stage game, and that would be one where he would show up. So that would be yeah. the type of game that he puts up 28 and, and deal to win the game late or something like that because he's just an, an annoying little turd like that. And he would also trip yes. somebody. But you're always waiting for him to channel his inner Draymond Green. Right. And trip someone or hit someone in the nuts or something. Yeah, that, that, yeah. that's coming. That's always coming. Um, so, yeah, Michigan State over – uh, Auburn is your final four. Pick. Yes, and my final four. Kansas versus Duke, and I'm taking as much as it makes me sick to my stomach. I'm taking Duke oh no to beat Kansas and go to the final four. Like I said, they step up when it's big games, when it's big competition. Kansas, uh, another one of those teams, is always looking for the three ball. And I don't, I just don't like those teams. It's just always, I mean, I understand if it's part of your offense and then you take the open shot, but it seemed like Kansas was always looking for the three-point shot and just completely ignoring any kind of inside game. Uh, and, and also on defense, they committed too many reach-in fouls, and Duke's going to be smart enough to embellish those and take advantage of it and start flopping around and, and draw those fouls. You know how they how they overact and, and make those whistles blow and get those free throws that, that they really don't deserve. Yeah. So there's our final four. Um, and I will have to let you go ahead and play out your final four while I decide who I want to have as my national title game in champ. Cause I haven't decided yet. So I've got Xavier and Nevada uh, coming out of the South and the West to play each other and Villanova and Michigan state coming out of the East and the Midwest. And I have got Xavier and Villanova in the final. So after all is said and done, I've got two one seeds in the final. I'm such a sellout. (laughs) Uh, I think the little Cinderella run that I have Nevada going on here uh, sort of ends against Xavier, a team that can do very similar things to Nevada that I have Nevada doing to other teams all the way through, which is shoot. So I'm looking for a very high scoring game um, and a very exciting game. I think Nevada is the kind of team if they can get hot, watch out. Unfortunately, when you, whenever you ride offense, either way, this is so dangerous. It's just, it's just as dangerous as going with defense. Maybe I should have been smarter and just gone with balance, but you know, which, which would be like Michigan state. When you talk about, you know, top 10 in both categories, offense and defense would make sense that I'd have Michigan. No, I don't. I have Michigan state losing to Villanova. Once again, they've been there. They've done that. 
and, and again, they also score a ton of points. So I am looking at a uh, – I'm going up with a, like a, you know, like the Eagles and the Patriots, right? The offensive explosion in the championship game between Xavier and Villanova. And uh, I'll, I'll let you uh, build some suspense here and look, figure out who you've got making it to the finals. I've decided to, uh, in my Cincinnati versus Michigan uh, side of the bracket, I've decided to have Michigan overcome Cincinnati's D with their energy and go to the national title game. And on the other side with Villanova and Duke, despite it being a national televised game, despite it being a big event for Duke, uh, that they'll come and play and do their best. I think Villanova is just a better overall team. And so I will have Villanova winning that game. So my national title game will be the Michigan Wolverines against the Villanova Wildcats. Wow. Michigan, who I just kind of crapped all over. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Well, Michigan. Hey. Uh, it, if my go Montana. Michigan against, <laughs> if, if I got Michigan and Cincinnati, uh, you can't really trust either one of those two, can you? So it almost doesn't matter which one I pick. I'm 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 gonna be rooting for those Grizzlies because you want to talk about somebody not only taking knocking you out for like a a side of the region. Talking about your finals team. This is a team and Michigan happens. who I have losing in the second round to San Diego State. Yes. That's happened when you want to pick and knock out my one of my national title teams on the very first day, um, and, and cleared the path for you to to easily win the bracket. Although this year, I don't know if that would clear the path for you because the rest of our picks are so different. We're we got yeah. a lot of different yeah. Well, I've got picks. Nevada and Xavier coming out of that side. Yeah, so, but we, we both have Villanova this year. So. So we both have Villanova in the final. Right. With all of that difference in, in opinion, we both have Villanova going to the final. So it's the left side of the sheet that I really should be watching because we even have the Duke-Michigan State game um, as as a big one where I have Michigan State and you have Duke. Um, and then you have Duke sort of riding it on to the final four, I believe where I have Michigan State. So that's probably the big game for us. That So the bottom half of the Midwest and the whole left side of the sheet are really where we got to watch. I mean, three out of the four of brackets. There's, yeah, and, there, and, and, and the Midwest is a sneaky one because there's no drama till next weekend. And the East one is – the interest is interesting to me because there's a lot of points that are going to be won and lost early because we have so many different teams winning and losing in the first day in the East. Yeah. Yeah. But ultimately Even we just have talked through the, Yeah. Right. So I've got Xavier and Villanova in the final where you have Michigan and Villanova. Um, but I, uh, champion. I, I actually went with Xavier as my national champion this year. In a in a wild high scoring game, I think they can I think they can get it done. Well, there you go. And, um in 
my Michigan Villanova matchup, I've decided to have the Michigan high-powered, exciting dream in there and have them losing to the better overall team, Villanova. And the, the reason I'm afraid of that is because I'm pretty sure I picked Villanova to win it all last year, and they disappointed me. So I'm going to go put my hand <laughs> over that flame again and pick him to, to win it all this year. And what I'm afraid of with that is I hope I'm just not overreacting over not seeing them rise up and win the title a couple of years ago because that was a surprise that Villanova was able to put it all together and win the title uh, on that last second three-pointer. Everybody remembers that. And I hope I'm yeah. not just overreacting to that and just, oh, I'm going to pick them again this year because they they might be just as good as that team that won. Um, I, I like them a lot, of course. They're, they're such a, a, a talented team and they're uh, very cohesive together. Um, but I'm just afraid of uh, – I, I don't like picking the same team two years in a row unless they're just like uh, an all-time juggernaut. I don't, and I don't think Villanova's an all-time juggernaut, but I do think they're very, very good. There's only a handful of teams that I was going to pick that I was going to even consider to win the title based on what I saw this year. Villanova was definitely one of them. Uh, Cincinnati was one of them, teams that I saw that really impressed me with the way they played Overall, Xavier impressed me uh, enough to where I would consider them, except running into Michigan, I'm just going on a, a hunch that Michigan is just so hot and so uh, uh, so ready to heat up and, and uh, be unstoppable with, with all the energy that they have. Um, Duke is actually a team that I think has a shot to win it all when they put it all together. They're just so inconsistent. Um but yeah, I'm gonna wind up going with Villanova. They're they're so well coached. They're so together. They 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 really play for each other. Um, and we'll see if they can put it all together. They got upset last year. We'll see if that maybe that'll be a motivating factor. We've always talked about that even since even when we were kids, uh, talking about the teams in the NFL that will come back the next year after being sort of humiliated or upset the year before that that light the fire under them and they go all the way the next year. Maybe Villanova will be that team that sort of rekindles their fire based on uh, being knocked off last year. Well, yeah, that's why I wouldn't pick Virginia to win the title this year because I picked them last year and they, mm -hmm. they screwed me. I went with defense. I really, I mean, it's why they, 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 that team and any of these teams that are, that are known for defense scare the daylights out of me and ironically the two teams that are the most known for defense in that south region are virginia and cincinnati and i have nevada with the offense beating them both well there you go it's a total shift in 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 theory and uh yeah it's fun to tinker with you know we we, we it, i don't think you know we we put a little bit of weight on this, but for the most part, we do it for fun. Um, like we do with everything else, but I don't think that this is, as I, I'm not as worried about this as I am. Our, our football picks, you know, something that we do over the course of five months. Um, this is, this is something I think that is just, it's a lot of fun to do it. And then and, and everybody watches the tournament. I'll be watching it. I love the the first weekend is one of my favorite weekends for sports. Um, 
because you kind of have that all day, but especially with being at work and I can have the game on, but you have all day Thursday and all day Friday. And then with the weekend, it, it, it just spills right into the weekend. And then you come out of it and you know, you're sweet 16 and it, it's, it's ton of fun. So uh, these next four days for sports are, excuse me, are really hard to beat. Oh, it's terrific. Um, I'll, I'll be home all day tomorrow. I uh, made sure to get oh, off work. So nice. I might, might, fire, might fire off a tweet or two during some of the action. Ah. Um, no, I'll be, I'll be up at six. I'll be up, I'll be up for work in six hours. But those games all start you. tipping off around. Those games all start tipping off around 11 a.m. our time, right. and uh, it's just it. You know they 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 have that little break. They have that little break for your like your evening news. They kind of like mm-hmm. the halftime of the day, just kind of like give you that little ah okay. That next slate of games will then kick in. You know six six thirty and seven o'clock, and and then it just keeps going. And that thing that that'll go all the way until ten. 11 o'clock at night. It's just, it's, it, it is for two days. And then with the weekend, the way they have all those games, just all perfectly paced out there. All the games are on enough different channels that if one game is boring, it'll just tell you right there where they're giving you the score, what channel that you can switch to. And they've clearly got this marketed in an amazing way. Um, Cause a lot of times the game that you're watching, it's just, it's just over. You know, if you or if you get one of these one sixteen matchups where it's a forty point game and a half, and you want to get out of it, hey, I can switch over to a different station and I can almost watch any game I want. Um, they'll switch from, and then even on the the bad games, they'll switch over to the compelling games. It's like the NFL red zone of college basketball for four days. It is awesome. It, it really is. Now, of course, these are all amateur athletes, so all of that marketing and oh, networks and yeah. billions of dollars going around. You can't pay these guys for any of that because no, no, no. All the money that's going to change hands here, the commercials, the, the networks involved, the TV, right? Yeah. No, 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 no. We're celebrating the student athlete. That's right. We're watching amateurs. They are not compensated for this. They're doing this for the love of the game and that's it. And they should be happy that they're receiving an education in exchange for this because of all the studying that they're clearly doing uh, in between playing 40 games a uh, season and leading up to the tournament. And, yeah. Uh, you, you're talking about the uh, taking not taking this nearly as seriously and nothing really on the line. That reminds me of the one small thing that is on the line between us yeah. for the uh, March Badness picks, which is uh, the speech that we've determine is that the winner of our March Badness between you and me gets to dictate which network the loser has to watch for his NFL draft coverage. And that's usually been a a torturous situation if the loser has to watch ESPN's draft coverage because uh, because that usually involved Chris Berman and all the the people woofing over there. Well, Chris Berman's retired now. I don't think yep. he's doing the draft coverage anymore, so it might be a little more tolerable to watch the ESPN coverage, but it's still, uh, I don't know if you agree with me or not, it's still uh, second-rate, the ESPN draft night coverage, compared to what NFL Network does. NFL Network really, I think, goes uh, a little harder on the football angle, uh, trying to actually talk about the the, the impact and the aspect of these draft picks, what what's 
the impact is going to be on the actual team and the actual sport of football as opposed to ESPN to me seems a little bit more about the, the social aspect and, and what the kids are wearing and things like that. And um, <laughs> maybe not, yeah, as, it, not as serious. ESPN seems to be more about the whole spectacle of the event. Yeah. And the, and the look at us, it's the NFL draft and you know, you're right. And you do other than, you know, Mel Kuyper jr. Who's uh, you talk about some sticks that are getting old, you know, the big board and you know we have all these all the mock drafts i mean oh even all it's not just kuiper right now it's all these people who they're just digging up and you're getting all these these different mock drafts espn christ a month ago had already had on their show a two-hour special to unveil their first mock draft (laughs) i didn't watch it i i didn't watch it it was like accidentally on for about five minutes and then I switched out of it. I mean, like you just have to fill time at that point. Yeah. Yeah. That was was one of those shake your head kind of moments and realize it's like, wow, it's a, it's a, it's a wonder that ESPN is losing ratings. To, to these other to these other networks to the to the upstarts to the FS ones or to any of these other ones where he is well not only is ESPN losing ratings all their people are leaving too or getting fired right so I don't so I would I, I even with Berman not there I think you're still a loser if you lose the bracket <laughs> and end up having to watch ESPN I, I wish we had other there. networks I wish I wish we had more choice. NBC Sports or CBS Sports or FS1, these other stations needed to get on covering the draft. I don't know if it's that the NFL just does not allow them to do it, but I would prefer to see draft coverage from an alternate source that we could check out. It would be interesting. I I think we're... What's that? I reacted with this sort of combination of glee and horror when I read that Fox was going to televise the NFL draft this year, because what I thought was going to happen was it was going to be the Colin Coward, Jason Whitlock version of NFL draft coverage. And that would have been awesome, gleefully awesome and horrible to watch all at the same time. Uh, And it was going to be something that I just, I was like, Oh my God, God, they're going to actually do that? and You know, the Skip Bayless version uh, of the NFL draft or, or something terrible like that. And then I read that it actually was going to be a simulcast of the NFL network draft. That's all. They're, they're just putting the NFL – they're just putting the draft oh. on network television, but it's not going to okay. be any different coverage. It's just going to be the simulcast of the NFL version. That's all. That's all oh, well, that's an interesting way of them looking at doing it. Well, Fox, of course, they won the rights uh, or earned the rights or paid for the rights to uh, Thursday Night Football as well. Oh, yeah. yeah big, so big I, I, I completely missed it, um, being out, asleep, <laughs> and uh, in pain. How was the, uh, how was the Oscars show? It went well. Dave and I had a, a fun time again, as always. Uh, another connection issue. Um, yeah, that, uh, Dave actually screenshotted me this uh, the page 
that you click on to try to uh, join the show, and it was showing the same message yeah. that I got this time tonight. It's just uh, you click, to, oh. you, you know, you put your your name in to click connect, and instead of connecting, yeah. it just it comes up blank. It just shows you a, a picture of a microphone. Oh, fun! And then it says in in, in small print below that uh, to call into the show on the phone, uh, and then it gives you the guest number. Um, so I don't know exactly what's going on with that. I might have to send another email to Blog Talk Radio about that. But other than that, so he, so he called. He did what I did to you, which is just call in on the phone a little a little bit later, yeah. a couple minutes later. Um, but after that, it was it was great. It was uh, we had a, another fun time. He was stunned at some of the uh, the, the odds makers. It, it was all prohibitive favorites this year, and they all pretty much came true. All the the big favorites. So in that respect, it was uh, sort of drama free, or you know, what, you know, one yeah. might say boring. Uh, but I didn't watch the Oscars this year. I haven't watched the Oscars in a long time, to be honest with you. Um, but didn't watch this year. This was sort of yeah. the year of my discontent for award shows. Um, with all of the things that have been going on, with all the Me Too and Times, whatever else they can come up with, to then have the industry sort of self-congratulating itself and, and and people standing up who never really stood up before until everybody decided like they all looked around the room and went oh 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 it's okay to stand up now it's okay to speak out now so now we're all going to do it you're just going to get this tidal wave of it but you, you wonder what's really changing and when when you see everybody just sort of going through all the congratulations and it all feels a bit phony to me. Yeah, we talked a little bit about that too. Um, yeah. So, may, so maybe, that, maybe I'll turn around from that. Maybe once this all the dust sort of kind of settles from all this, and but, eh, it it just you know not to mention the fact that we've really gone sort of. I I don't know what the word is that they've gone with the Oscars. It's almost kind of gone like meta, like you know, it's almost it's almost trying to be the smartest guy in the room now. And they, even with these 10 awards, you know, the 10 nominees or all these nominees they have, most people still haven't seen any of the movies. Yeah, that's it's become the, the it's become the it's become the MTV Video Awards where they have they give awards to the best video. And nobody's and seen no them. Yeah. Nobody plays videos except for YouTube. Dave and I definitely sat down and, and figured out the four uh, the the four movies that you would easily cut out from being nominated if it was a, a normal year of five. It was kind of easy to figure oh, out. Okay, sure. this would ne- definitely not be nominated. This would definitely not be right. So that was that was a, a simple exercise. Uh, it's so obvious that those others uh, are glued on there so that there can be more diversity and they can cover more different groups of people so that they can say, hey, look at us. We're, we're including everybody. You know, be proud of us. Um, so it's, it's contrived in that respect, and everyone knew that none of those other movies had a, a chance in hell of actually winning. So, um, so yeah, we, we talked a little bit about, about that. Um, talked a little bit about uh, how, how he reacted to uh, watching Get Out, which I assume you haven't seen. Because um, he, he put up on Facebook his actual reaction while watching Get Out, and it was like, this has got to be the dumbest black man I've ever seen. And why is he still in that house? And get the fuck out of there, man! 
what's the name of the movie? I, and he just didn't listen to the advice of the movie. That's right. The movie is called Get Out. Now, if the, if the character knew that going into the drive with his girlfriend, then he would have already known. But then we wouldn't have a horror movie now, would we? No. no which I've heard is pretty good. I, I, I'm, a, I'm generally aware of the happenings of the movie. Because I know it's always why it's interesting when we have the Oscar show. Because I keep up with movie news. And I, I read and I read reviews. But I just, you know, whether it's time or whatever... Something just kind of precludes me from actually watching these movies. <laughs> Usually it's time. Kids have a lot to do with that. Uh, I can tell you in the years before I had kids, I, I would have seen two or three. Back at the time when it was five, I would have seen two or three of those movies, and I would have had a clear-cut favorite. And But now that they've gone so almost completely vague on what the, the Oscar movies are and, and movies that you know, they don't get wide theatrical releases or my favorite that come out two weeks before the Oscars <laughs> uh, or they sneak them in just at the deadline as pure Oscar bait um, makes it a little harder um, to see the movies. And then with, you know, with all of the, with the cost of going to a movie, going to a movie for me right. has sort of become like almost like appointment viewing. Like it's gotta be something that you really need to go see because if you miss it in the theater, it's on home video. Like, eight weeks later. Sometimes it's on Netflix yep. while it's in the theater. <laughs> right. Which I don't get. I was going to say, with, so, with the area that you, you live in up there, some of those theatrical releases, the one theater that it's playing in near you is probably you know two hours away or something. Well, yeah, you, well, yeah especially if it's a little bit more like artsy type film. Right. So we do, we get a lot more of the wide release movies here. Um, so we, yeah, we don't get a whole, or, or if we do get that limited release movie, it will play at that theater that's here in town, but it'll show once, <laughs> you know, or it'll, it'll, it'll play on a Friday afternoon until five o'clock and then they'll switch the theater over to the big blockbuster movie. So they'll oh. give you a chance to go, but Which you really it, it's not really to carve, carve out yeah, the time to go see it. Yeah, yeah, it's not set up for success. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a little bit of what we uh, talked about. Um, so I don't know how much uh, you wanted to get into the reason for your uh, absence from that show. You told me not to spill any beans, and I didn't. So I just said <laughs> you, know, you were yeah, to spill the beans, so to speak. Um, you you were on the sideline. You were you were hurt, and now you're you're back, and we're happy that you're yes. back. So. Yes. No, I was, I, I had, I had some medical stuff going on. I'm, I'm not in any danger. I'm not dying, but, um, it, it's a, definitely a story. Um, a story that I will definitely tell on the show, but when I'm a little bit more awake, ah, it's a little, it's, it's late. Tease, yes, there's, Cause there's quite a little, it, it's teased, but there's kind of, there's, there's a, there's quite a bit that goes into it. And I don't want to give the whole like cliff notes version. Um, I'm also not going to give like the Prince tribute version either. So don't worry. I'm not gonna, I, I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna do two solid hours of uh, of pain and suffering. But uh, you know, there, there, there's like there's there's some funny stories and and part of that, and some some not so amusing parts. And uh, you know, the whole the whole experience uh, was was very uh, you know sort of eye opening. Never first time in my life I'd ever been. Um, so to speak, under the knife <laughs> at all, ever. 
been fairly lucky in that regard. And uh, it came to be time to do the show, and I just I, there was no way between between the pain medication and trying to sit up for 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 an hour to two hours and being coherent. Um, I was uncomfortable enough as it was, and it was it was hard to to stay comfortable. So you can only imagine. You know what happened. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, the rest yeah, of I don't our wanna... listening audience will have to They wait can only hear. imagine. They can only imagine. No, and we have we have enough king we have enough non sequitur time um all summer here that I can I can devote uh, some portions of time to that. and again I, I the the it's still not over. You know, I'm I still haven't gotten it completely in the rearview mirror, so I'm still talking about, I'd still be talking about what, what what feels like it is a bit of an ongoing thing. Um. So, well, which is normal for 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 what it was. So that you know, I can't really give the whole story because it hasn't ended yet. So we'll see. Gotcha. But it'll definitely come up on the show. We've got some. We've got fun fun shows coming up. But I am uh, definitely uh, ready for bed. That's probably one of the reasons why uh, I'm not doing it tonight. Totally understood. Uh, I have no idea. Long day. uh, Oh, I hear you. Um, I have no idea which show is coming up next for us because they're starting a baseball season so er so much earlier than normal. Yeah, I know. Our baseball preview uh, will have to probably be that next uh, next weekend, a week in a week from this weekend, because when the baseball season kicks off or first pitches. Uh, I'm going to be on vacation at spring break uh, week for my kids. So we're actually taking my kids out of town. So the baseball preview for us is probably going to have to be that Saturday or Sunday night, uh, which would be March, what, 24th or 25th? Am I looking at that right? Yep, I believe so. So I'm thinking that that's baseball preview weekend is uh, at March, either Saturday night or Sunday night. And I'm good for either one. Okay. And so when are you going on vacation specifically? I'm going to be gone Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday after that. So I'm leaving on the 26th, and I won't be home until the night of the 29th. Okay. I was uh, double-checking to see when WrestleMania was. I was uh, afraid you were going to be gone for the the go the the raw go home show on the uh, oh the Monday. I uh, believe is that April second. Uh, the the go home show of Raw is April second because WrestleMania is April the eighth. I was uh, worried that WrestleMania was April first, which would make the go home Raw the twenty sixth of March. Well, that's Easter. Raw. That's Easter, yeah, so well, I don't know if they do WrestleMania on Easter. Would you put it past Vince McMahon to hold WrestleMania on Easter? Because I wouldn't. No. And do do something totally tacky. But only if he made it tacky. tacky? (laughs) Oh, yo, would you put it past him to have uh, the the rabbit get crucified by Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania? I wouldn't put that past him. Oh, my God. I absolutely (sighs) would not put that past him. But uh, no. it will be uh, uh, April the second. Will be the 
Go Home Raw for WrestleMania, which is taking place on April 8th. So you will be back in town okay. by April the 2nd. I will be home okay. uh, for that. So I absolutely will be around uh, for that show. And then that next weekend, WrestleMania weekend, uh, which would be the 6th, 7th, and 8th, is when I'm in Chicago um, for our baseball league. That's right, where I usually join you, but this year I'll be on the uh, sidelines. As my That's right, flying solo this year. And I've, and I've done it, you know, I've, I've a handful of years since uh, you've joined me in doing this. I've been, I've, I've done it myself. So, and last year sort of opened up a lot of eyes for me <laughs> as to that I don't need to do so much paperwork during the draft and during the auction. I, I really don't do a lot of the posterity stuff. I don't go back and it's fun to have it all. But other than the master sheet, do I really care which team got which guy as the third player of the third round? Like that's going to be some <laughs> strategic tell as to what that team's strategy was for the next. Yeah, no, not really. So the one, the one major piece of writing we cut out or I cut out was the literal writing down of every name and how much they went for into which, which team which was sort of a duplication of what I was already doing when I was mapping it out on the sheet. So I think this year all I'm really going to end up having are the master checklist and who's on every team and who, you know, and I'll just, I'm going to try to do a lot, let people a lot better than it was my first year where I had books and magazines and yeah. I, it was so much. It's like, it's been trimmed down by, by so much. I'm, I'm assuming at some point here, you'll be sending me along the, the list, <laughs> the list. Yeah, I've been very busy over here at the uh, at Camp Dre, but yeah, I will I will be getting on that probably by next week sometime. Yeah, yeah, and at some point here, I'll I'll I'll, I'll sneak a call into you so we can not on the air <laughs> go over <laughs> our basic strategy of of keepers and non keepers, and uh, I have to declare our team fairly early this year because of the very early start to the season, but that's always fun. So I'm sure that'll be happening here in the next couple of weeks too. So I guess, I guess that's a wrap. Yeah, that's uh, pretty much, uh, we, we got our scheduling down. Uh, the next show will be the baseball preview will be next weekend sometime. And the WrestleMania preview show still on track to be the go home raw, which will be Monday, April the 2nd. Um, contact us. Uh, you can send me a tweet at IMLDDre. You can send Jason a tweet at IMLDJTG. You can always email the show. You send that to InMuchLessDetail at gmail.com. And we talked about listening to blogtalkradio.com slash InMuchLessDetail. That's where you can listen to our show live. And we will be back with our next show next weekend to preview the upcoming 2018 baseball season. Uh, so you're going to get in your uh, uh, bracket uh, picks to the bracket. Did I send an email to you, or did I just make the – I think I just made the, the thing public. I didn't send you specifically an email to join the, okay. uh, the, the group. But, uh, yeah, because I, I, made, I, made I made a bracket. Okay. Um, but since I made the group public, I don't, have, I don't think I have to send you an email. I think you can just find it. 
Right. IMLD March Badness. That's the name of the group. <laughs> I will find it, and I will, real quick here before I go to bed, I will copy this over. Excellent. All right. all right. I'll get on that right away. So I have my brackets and your brackets all match up, and we can get it all tracked. And once again, I'll be shocked if anyone joins our group and, and has their – Well, you know. But hey, if they – At least it makes it easy for us. So how do I yeah, – yeah, yeah. All right. I will get this all – find a group. Is that what it is? Find a group or – yeah, it should be able to search after you click that. Yeah, all right. I'll do it right away, and I guess that's the show. Yeah, that's the show. Did you uh, do you want to play us out? You're the you're the host tonight. I will. Yeah. Kind of funky. Well, that's yeah. Well, we're getting ready for this. It sounds like it sounds like you know something they'd play before a basketball game. A little highlight package. <laughs> yeah, mystical. I'm sure is uh, someone who's played before plenty of basketball games. No doubt about that. <laughs> uh, he is Jay. He is Jay. I am Dre. This has been Kings of Non Sequitur. The all-season version of it, much less detailed, the podcast. Thank you all for listening. Enjoy your basketball weekend. March Badness is upon us. It's fun as always. And we will talk to you for our baseball preview next weekend. Have a good evening. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.